Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos, A Journey Home. I'm your Dungeon Master Darby, and joining me as always are Zoe, playing Celia, Emily, playing Beatrice, Laura, playing Conrad, and Johanna, playing Fall. Let's jump into it. last left off the party were exploring the city of Zadash, preparing uh, to meet with a, uh, a powerful mage who was planning to uh, take an expedition to a lost library of some sort that Mordenkainen suggested may hold uh, secrets or answers to Tiamat's threat here in Exandria. And, as such, a possible lead on how to retrieve his dial and return home. Party uh, severally went shopping, uh, including Sevier buying the components for a fine familiar spell. Um, then the, the party just were on their way uh, towards getting back to each other as we left. And Sevia uh, and Fall were the first back because Sevia, uh, as Zoe has expressed to me, to all of us between sessions, was in a rush to get uh, something sorted before going. Um, and so as Conrad and Beatrice at their points, return to you and Mordenkainen. Describe what they see. Well, hmm. Okay, so in our designated little meeting area, which I think might have been either out the front or like the dining room, maybe. I can't, I can't quite remember, apologies. They would see Sevia if you could see her hands, you could tell that there is still the remnants of burnt incense and like the the remnants of magic on on her fingertips that she appears to have been too rushed to to clean off properly. But you can't really see her hands because instead they are buried in the soft, long black fur of a a medium-sized black cat. It's got huge green eyes. It's got a a very cute little face with very fluffy cheeks in particular. Uh, he, as Sevia is like just beaming at him and giving all these little scratches, and you would see that he has a little face where like his resting cat face is just a little grumpy. Um, he's got a kind of shortish tail for like the size of him, but a very fluffy belly. And he's just kind of swishing his little tail passively. And she's just sitting next to fall, look like vibrating with excitement almost. Um, 
as she just stands there holding this cat. <laughs> Paul also looks extremely excited and has like these big eyes and it's just like looking at the cat. <laughs> Hello. Uh- <laughs> Conway kind of just like stops from where he was like striding towards her and just, and just like turns his head to one side, like looking over the black, black furries for a moment. He looks just a bit weak, just temporarily weak down. And he's like, ah, cat, this is why you asked in head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, this is, I made him. You made him. How? Um, Steps forward closer and looks over the cat. And Conrad is wearing, like, finer clothes now. Um, He looks, his hair's clipped shorter. He looks a lot more, like, nice now. He still looks quite unhealthy, though. He looks over the cat without touching it, just with, like, his arms kind of, like, laced behind his back as he sort of, like, pivots around. How did you make it? Um, well, it took a very long time. Uh... And a lot of things, but oh, he's a magic cat. Um, he's a familiar. So I, I went out and I bought some extra incense and some some other things that I needed, and then I put them all in a little brass dish, and then I said a lot of magic words. I made a lot of little magic hands, and then my little celestial friend here appeared. Oh, you summon you summon it. It, it technically, yes. So, um, uh, familiars—they're—they're—they're they're, they're strange little creatures. Um, they're—they're they're sort of like friends, uh, but it's far easier to make familiars than it is to make friends. <laughs> um, um, well, uh, so the thing about uh, familiars is they're sort of like uh, a spirit whether they be a fae, a fiend, or a celestial, and you kind of call upon them and you can make them take whatever shape you want. So so my little friend here, he doesn't uh, have to be a cat. I could make him a bird or a spider or an octopus or uh, any no- a little rat. I could make him any number of little things, but I just thought, you know, he, he would look rather cute as a cat. Yes, the green eyes. Any choice for why you would pick this shape for it, then, if you can make it any shape? But I really like cats. And, um, you know, he, he looks a lot like the cat um, I had when I, was, when I was small. But also, um, well, you know, a part of our... Well, Arcani helped me out, and one of her things is, is black cats. So I figured this was a fitting little tribute to her. Oh, it, it is reference to, to your past, not of other cat. Good. This is interesting choice then. Um, why did you ask me about this? Beatrice appears at Conrad's elbow out of nowhere at this and sort of nudges him and says, ah, wizard shit. He starts and just kind of like just. She spoke to me too. Oh, you asked Beatrice also. Yes. Well, technically, as much as as much as he is my um, uh, baby, um, he he is the group new friend. 
So I figured, you know, if any of you had a particular aversion to cats, I would not make a cat and I would instead have made him, I don't know, a, a, an axolotl or something. Uh. I see. This is interesting. I had not knowledge that this was possible with such shape. Yes, no, it's it's a really fascinating art. Uh, normally, a lot of wizards will get little familiars like this far earlier on in, in you know, what they're doing, but I haven't really had the time. Uh, but no, it's, yes, and it's not just wizards, you know, many, many uh, types of magic persons can um, acquire familiars. Wizards are just the most common, you know, it's, it's helpful to have a, a little friend to help you out, isn't it? <laughs> and she gives him a big scrunch. And he's such an adorable one, too. Look at his fluffy little cheeks. Hmm. I kind of like, like leans down at the more to look at the cat and just like sizes it up. I imagine the cat just like looks back at Conrad and like leans its little nose out to try and boop his nose. <laughs> he moves back and it's just like, hmm. <laughs> like a little bit like, like a startled and it's like then immediately it's like oh, I, didn't, I wasn't startled that was I meant to do that and then just kind of just like so tries to sort of collect his posture and with his hands on his hips it's like um good cat you have summoned and you have created a good cat yes thank you congratulations thank you Fall and I are very proud <laughs> oh like a child I see <laughs> interesting yeah, he's out his little baby. Look at him. Yes. Well, you both seem to like it, so that's that's good. Congratulations. Yes. I will hope your friend will be here for a long time. Yes. Well, hopefully. And you know, um, because he's he's not a normal cat, uh, he's he's a little celestial cat. As much as he has some of the behaviors of cats, he also just kind of um does things I ask him to do. So he's a lot you know, more forgiving than a normal cat is to, to a lot of things. Uh, ah. So, you Useful know, then. Good. Yes. If you ever want a cuddle, and she, like, holds the cat up a little bit, like, and wiggles his little oh, front paws. Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that one. Mm. Well, I know you said you, you prefer dogs, but, well, you know, if you ever wanted... I do not have great experience of cats, but it looks agree. It looks like an they look. It looks like an agreeable fellow, cat. Yes, so that's good. Oh, well, um, good, <laughs> good. Uh, yes, he's everyone's friend now. Beatrice sort of cocks her head to the side, looks at the cat and then makes <clears throat> the most accurate cat noise. <laughs> Just a little meow. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Are you making friends, Harold? <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, his name's Harold. Sorry, I've mostly been calling him friend because, well, that's what he is. But his official Harold. name is Harold. 
an interesting name. Yes. I'm sure you could call him Harry for short. Um, Hazar? I don't know. There don't appear to be a lot of nicknames for Harold, but it, it felt right. Good. Well, congratulations. I hope Harold will be here for a good long time. And but bring you much joy. To you, Harold. Beatrice says. And like bows. <laughs> but in a very sarcastic kind of way. Well, um, thank you, Beatrice, and thank you, Conrad. Um, you know, I've wanted us to have a little friend for a while, so now we have a... And she, like, chucks him all up on one arm, and she's just, like, a friend. Um, yes, he'll, he'll probably mostly stick with me and Fall, especially if you two are a little less comfortable with cats, but he's... You know, he's he's amenable to us, is all. So he won't scratch or bite or anything like that. Good. That is good to see. Uh, he's a good friend. Yes, he really is. I'm both going to start baby talking, Harold, and just be like, no, okay, so... I know, I know what Octavia said about you, but if you if you ever don't want to be patted or something, you feel free to scratch anyone. So you're right as a cat. So do you cutie? So you got to stand up for yourself. <laughs> is is Morden kind of here as well? Yeah. So Connor kind of like looks looks to Beatrice and then kind of like looks over and catches Morden kind of eye. <laughs> Just looks looks back at them like. Hmm, this is a this is the scene we're we're doing. Yes, Karen hmm. looks a bit wary of the cat. Um, I love how close this is to me introducing my in real life cats and like, the, <laughs> the actual the nose group, and then one of them retreats. Like, who the fuck is this? Conrad <laughs> is a cat. <laughs> yeah, he is basically He's like. Hmm, <laughs> I might have to wrestle this cat later for dominance. <laughs> yeah, got to establish the pecking order here. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell it be swishing. <laughs> well, um, you're all looking very nice. Um, it appears our little our little break was uh, well deserved. Um, are we? Yeah. Some. Um, do we have plan? We were going somewhere. Library, I believe. Yes, we were going to. Uh, find uh, the Master Widowgast at the uh, the university, I believe, and then from there he was going to help us find the Long Lost Library. Yes, where well, there might be much information. Good. Well, uh, I am ready to do that. If everyone uh, else is. You hear a voice from behind you um, say, Oh, please don't talk about that in the streets. Corrine um, turns around. <laughs> and you see a uh, Gives woman, a puff up. Uh, short to average height, um, well-defined uh, muscular body, blue eyes, medium brown skin tone, and long 
dark uh dark brown hair shaved into an undercut um and she's wearing um she has multiple gold and green piercings in her ear uh left eyebrow and left nostril um and wears blue uh robes um uh. Very, rather very six movable. out of ten for her, which is a lie. She is much more attractive. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say like this, this is a character who would probably have I'd rather advantage, advantage, but I just got it bad. Uh, but you know, yeah. If you have bad taste, it's a six yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, I think I think the fact that it was a joke that like the party leveled up whenever she, whenever she slept with someone, uh. In critical role, uh, well, well, it probably speaks to her being more than a six, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. She's probably a six to Conrad, who's not attracted to women. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, she's a 10 for Beatrice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, hmm. why not speak for what do you know? Come with me. And she starts, starts walking. Explain. Explain. I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> Not in public. I mean, she's right. We shouldn't talk about that sort of thing in public. And Beatrice toddles off after her. We do that. We follow her, I presume. Huffily. Huffily. Yeah. Um, Not pleased. Yeah. So she leads you through to the uh, the Innerstead sprawl um, and through to uh, what appears to be a uh, the Valley Archive of the Cobalt Soul, um, built just off of the western edge of the Pentamarket. Um and there's iconography to of uh of two two different things um one seems to be religious in nature the other seems to be more uh more specific or more organizational um all right come in you can tell me what you know about this library and she leads you in if you follow Guarantee. What 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 will we do if we have any information before we enter? Uh if you uh why don't I say I won't kick your ass? I'd like to see you try. <laughs> Is that a challenge. Could be. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Well, hang on. <laughs> he got puts his hands on his hips and turns around. Like, I meant that. We're in a strange place and everybody's being very rude. Yes, precisely. You too. I, I'm not. I'm being wary. We're meant to be wary here. 
Um, <laughs> he just like looks between like Beatrice and the sleeping floor, like, yeah, I'm right, right, right. Yes, yes. Probably <laughs> met, met with no skin, no impressed faces, I assume. Yep. Sylvia has the look on her face where she's like, you're not wrong, but you're not right either. And she just doesn't know how to say that while also dealing with everything else that's happening at the moment. So she's just kind of like, um. um as that happens, um, Conrad, she approaches you and uh, and throws four punches at you. Two of them, two of them, because of the rapidity of them, miss. Um, but uh, the first one, can I get you to roll me a Constitution saving throw? Oh no! <laughs> okay, let's let's go. What's the I... What Sentinel? <laughs> Uh, eight. <laughs> eight? Uh, so you are stunned. Yep. <laughs> so he's just, like, clocked, like, like you know, there'll be little birds going around. Um, and you take, you take uh, two points of bludgeoning damage. That's fair. Beatrice, <clears throat> Beatrice watches this happen and is like, I was joking. Um, and then Beatrice, I believe, now has... <laughs> Oh, I think Fall had a... Yeah, Fall has Sentinel, so while the other Yeah, so in reaction, I rolled a 27 to hit. He's just going to get his stuff of striking and hold it against her throat. Okay. Um, Enough of that. We can turn this into a fight if we have to. Impressive. Come on, come in. You're going to keep those fists away? You don't piss me off. Oh, that's a bit worrying, but okay. Beatrice pats Conrad on the uh, arm and is going to lay on hands and heal him those two points. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Conrad just kind of like just shakes his head a bit. It's like he was stunned for a moment and then kind of just like, it off a bit more like oh no i'm looking in another direction at this point and he's just like flustered he's very annoyed <laughs> but it's just like just just completely flushed you're like hmm <laughs> and he just kind of like just suddenly puts his hands in little pockets of his coat <laughs> and then follows um behind beatrice okay. um yeah so uh you you follow uh follow her in Okay, so I am uh, Expositor Beauregard Lionet, the Cobalt Soul. How the fuck that. do you know about that library? Well, you see, we were <clears throat> shopping and uh, it was mentioned to us by uh, what was that shopkeeper's name? Uh, like the Clarion One? Puma. Puma. That's the one. God, uh, he's too nice for his own good sometimes. As a note, when Bo said her name, Sevia just looks at Mordenkainen as if to be like, "Are you?" This is one of the ladies we were recommended. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she punched one of us. Yeah, 
and she's just like, yes, he, he sold us many good wares. And then he told us about the library and about you and Master Widowgast. How handy are you all in a fight? I'm very handy. I mean, we have a pretty substantial record of being very, very good at them. Yes, good. that's true. Sorry, it's sulking in the background. <laughs> what do you all do? Well, why do you need to know? Sevia says, drawing herself up very tall, which she probably comes up to like Bo's like chin. Yeah, did we kind of run into knowing something we weren't supposed to? I'd rather not be assassinated for something as silly as that. You're not going to be assassinated. No. Just, uh... Want to know if you're worth taking on the expedition is all. Well, they're very capable. When we're not caught off guard. Ooh. Yeah, but that doesn't tell me what you can do, does it? Oh, I see. So it's like an audition. That's a bit nicer. No, no, well, it's not that fucking complicated. Tell me what you can do. <laughs> okay, I'm a monk and a bard. I do... I fight and I do some magic. Okay, was that that hard? Someone has a short fuse. <laughs> struggling not to <laughs> make a comment. Sevia like just hugs Harold a little closer and gives him a little scritch. And she's just like wizard with some clerical tendencies. Oh. Second bit I would not have guessed. Well, there appear to be a lot of things you don't know, Expositor Beauregard, about us. I know you appeared out of the blue, uh, yesterday. That's a pretty common theme for us. Yes. Not around here. We're special. Everyone thinks they're special. We're plane jumpers of a sort. Unwillingly, we've been yes. to about four separate places at this point. We're rather hoping we will unappear from this place and actually go back home. Maybe the library can help. Yes, yeah, so we further might be much knowledge there. Ways to find way home through planes. We don't I'm know a swordsman by trade normally. Swordsman? Well, by skill, yes. Okay. <clears throat> we look at Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a former mm, assassin mercenary type. Interesting. I'm handy in fight. Good to know. And Harold's a cat. And I'm guessing and they're familiar. 
Yes, yeah. it's about not a real cat. Yes, he's a, a familiar. And then we have a Insevia like you. You see, in reaction to Conrad saying "not a real cat," you see like um, Bo look at um, at the cat and say like, "Don't let him tell you that." <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> and then um, this is Mordenkainen. and he's been helping us. And we're helping him. Archmage Bath. Good to know. Um, actually, I think I've read a couple of your spells that have come through. Uh, it's not really my domain, but uh, my buddy's uh, obsessed with magic. And as far as I know, you've done a bit of transmutation that uh, he's. He's, uh, keen on. Well, it's not my specialty, but, um, I've dabbled. All right. So, what have you, what have you heard about the library? You think it might give you knowledge of how to go home? Anything else? Place to start, anyway. Hmm. We've heard it was lost, um, that the knowledge there could be ancient, um, but uh, Pumat did not have a lot of information besides that, except that we could talk to either you or Master Widogast and find a way there. We're, yes, looking for a way home or just Potentially something that could help us with a little side mission we're on at the same time. Well. Side mission? What side mission? Oh, uh, you know, just trying to stop someone, you know, some zealot trying to bring their god here. Have you heard of Arkan? Heard of him? Some, something about someone involved with uh, the big fight against Vecna? That has been mentioned, yes. He mm. may not be entirely of this plane, but uh. he is here now, somewhere, presumably. So I am told. Mm. Looking for his uh, uh, godly mistress. Yes, we had run in with him. This and now he has being... something we need. His, uh, he is a champion of Tiamat. Ah. Hmm. Yes. And if we can't find information on how to get home at the library, then he is, unfortunately, our other way home. As Conrad said, he is a key component to us being able to do anything. So until we either find him or find some miraculous information at this library, we are this world's problem. 
I guess. Hmm. I don't know too much about them, but there is the cult of the caustic heart. Um, Maybe involved. Yeah. Um. Hmm. If. Kind of think. So, um, I I might ask um Zenoth uh to look into that while I'm gone. Um, just stay here. Uh, if I might be of, of assistance, it would uh, help me greatly if I could uh, also partake in some research into this uh, this material plane. It's not one that I have much experience in, and if I could be granted permission to look through the library, um, then I might be able to gain myself a crash course and undertake... Uh, Potentially some sort of knowledge trade that would interest the uh, archive. All right, I'll just go speak to Xenoth and let you know. Um, as for the expedition, um, I'll also ask someone to get in touch with Caleb. For me, and um, if you are right to go today, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's ready to go today. How far is this library? Why is it so? Why is it such uh, a secret? It is not a household's library. That is no. what I have experience in. No, not it's. it's not residing within temple or tomb? No, it's, it's... We'll teleport there. Caleb knows where it is. He can, he can take us. Huh. And <laughs> she goes into, like, further into the archive. Clearly some kind of archaeological thing. I've been on a couple, actually. Oh, really? As security. Hmm. You'd be amazed at how many people uh, take the opportunity to, uh, how you say, grave row. Oh, that's true. So is that, that is the potential danger of this excursion? Well, that's probably part of why they don't want people to know. That makes sense, actually. Secret. Especially if they're involved in archiving the history of this place. They don't want too many people in finding it and stealing all the shit. Oh, nice. So we all got mistaken as grave robbers. Uh -huh. 
it's a bit more of a screening process, probably. Mm. Well, I still would have won. I think you would have. Of course. Kind of like puffs himself up a bit. <laughs> he doesn't like smile, but it's like, hmm, yes, well. Little brow still far. <laughs> Good. Just so we're all clear on that one. Ooh. I mean, she's an expositor. How many fights could she have been in? I bet she's just gotten a couple lucky punches. Yes. Well, well handed for a librarian, I'll give you that one. But, you know, um, yes. She don't look like Lucky punch. That. You don't look like that if you've only been in one or two scraps. Really? Not what most women look like? I mean, okay, Seabee doesn't look like that, but, you know, most... That's just a normal woman thing, right? Maybe she just lifts a lot of books. They're technically bicep curls if you do them enough. Was very yes. athletic and did that very little punch punch very quickly. She's in the very a monk, yeah. Yes, I was going to say very much like full. But I mean, um, not all monks go out about adventuring, so. Well, maybe a stay at home one. <clears throat> we had a couple of them just uh, doing all these teachings and philosophy and such. Huh, well. And you could have definitely taken any of them. Yes. She definitely looks like she's into philosophy. <laughs> Conrad looks around the room. What does the room look like that we're in currently? Um, Anything interesting? Uh, it's, it's a fairly simple um, kind of entry hall. Um, sorts, uh, let me, let me, uh, so there are, there are, um, some, uh, some escort, like, uh, like, not escorts, those kind of say. escorts. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, um, like guardians of the library. Yeah, um, that's fair. Who, who would escort you into the library itself to uh, make sure yeah. that you don't access anything you're not supposed to. Oh, um, yes, the restricted section. <laughs> yeah, so Conrad kind of turns and looks around and notices them and is like, hmm, <laughs> and then just, like, shuts his mouth <laughs> pointedly. Mm. Mm. In listening distance. Just folds his arms, looks up around. Um, and after a moment more, uh, Bo returns and says... All right, Baldy. Uh, one of these guys will take you through, and you can you can look to your heart's desire. Um, and the the four of you. Uh, let's head to the. Uh, let's head to the Trispire. What does that mean? Where are you taking us? The price by, um, we're is going the, to the Hall of Erudition. It's that big building. Ah. Okay, yes, let's go then. Yes, uh, lead the way, Expositor. Mm. Yes. Um, 
and yeah, she leads you through the city and um, towards the uh, the Trispire, the uh, the wealthiest district of the city, uh, located to the north. Um, you see, obviously, there are three massive towers um, that loom high over the rest of the city in this district, um, and you are led through uh, to. Um, one of those three, three towers, um, and, uh, you see Bo, um, grabs the attention of, um, what looks to be a student mage just running past, uh, she says, hey, um, can you pass a message on to uh, Master Widow Guest, that his friend is here. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, as he goes running off, um, shouldn't be waiting too long. Wonderful. And Sevia does lean over to Beatrice, and she just says, "You know, I see why you like her." She seems like your sort of a woman. I like them forceful. Sorry, I'm taken. <gasps> I I was being uh, apologies, expository liar, and then CV just puts her face in Harold's little fluffy body. She's just <laughs> mortified. <laughs> it's like ah. Ah, so what exactly is an? Oh, yeah. So what exactly is an expositor? I see that you're a monk. You're not uh, part of any monastery. I am part of the Kobold Soul. Um, we we kind of... Right? Uh, look into history. Um, but also, some of us are... Um, part of... Something kind of greater than that, in a way. Um, we kind of uh, how to put it. Um, so I rank highly within within the the soul, uh, but also we are. Dedicated to rooting out, um, rooting out corruption where it lies. I see. Yes, uh, your friends all seem to be quite powerful. Um, uh, do you work for, say, the king or something like no. that? <laughs> no, no, um, we work, uh, within the Cobot Soul. Um, we are independent, um, the Expositor's uh, secret order within the soul, and we uh, pursue secrets and evils of the world and expose them to the light. Hmm. I see. That's quite a noble pursuit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I kind of fell into it, but uh, it suits me. Oh, no, um, I, I can imagine so. You uh, 
I mean, I haven't seen too much of a combat, but you seem to be uh, quite the skilled monk and yes. Thanks. Looking forward to see what you can do. Thank you. Paul is very good at what they do. Which reminds me, I don't think I officially got names. Crow's mouth opens and shuts. He's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I take it I, you're full. Yes, yes, that's right. And the rest of you? Uh, Sevia Harold. Sevia Harold. You are the, I think you'd already no. introduced Harold. Harold is <laughs> him, and she pats the cat. I'm oh. just Sevia. Well, I have a last name, but you okay. don't need to. Um, I'm going to go back to being quiet now. <laughs> She says. She always like this. Always. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I am Beatrice. And she gives like a little, not a bow, but sort of an inclination of the top half of her body. Okay. And I am Conrad Cerbaloni. Noted. All right. Um, and it's at about this point that you see a, uh, a man, probably late 30s, early 40s, maybe mid 40s at his latest. Um, red hair starting to kind of uh, gray in points. Um, long, but, uh, but trimmed. Um, Closely trimmed beard um, that is that same orange speckled with bits of grey. Um, uh, wearing um, a sort of maroon undershirt and purple uh, cloak um, approaches the group. Um, and he's the six out of ten canonically now. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Unless you're purple, then he's so hot. <laughs> uh, hello. Um, what is um? You are the ones. You are the ones that that um. Why am I going French? So um, there's the ones who who heard about the library. Yes, that's right. You are the one that's organizing an expedition, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, monk, sword, assassin, wizard. Am I right there? Pretty much. Correct. All right. Word travels fast, it seems, uh, Master Widowgast. Uh, Bo and I had some uh, communication. So, are you ready to go? 
well, yes, but it, I will admit it would be nice to, uh, Bo said you could tell us where we're going, how far away. We are prepared to leave, but uh, it would be nice to know how far we shall be away from this newest version of home. It, it is um, probably only a day's trip um, walking, but um, it's more expeditious to uh, teleport. That way we don't have to rest in between. Um, Magic. Okay. Yes. Will you be opening up a tree for this one? <laughs> Nine. Beg oh. pardon? Nine oh. trees. But, uh, the woman no, no, from the Arashari no. could only could do it with two. No. Ah, oh, you must be a great mage. I think he's just no. talking about the Teleport spell, not that weird tree thing. Nine teleports. Nine, nine, nine. No, nine, it means no. Oh, it is, I it see. Is, it is Zemnian. Different speak, I understand entirely. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, apologies, there oh, is sorry. no... Sorry, yeah is yes in Zemnian. Thank you. There is no Zemnian where we are from. Unsurprising. So, are we ready to go? <sighs> Certainly. Yes. Yeah, why not? Da. All right. Um. Uh, yeah, so suddenly um, you find yourself um, in a different place as as Caleb's magic uh, blows out. Right, we are here. And you look around and see that you're in what appears to be the middle of a quarry. Um, um, it is let me see. Like seems seems to be an ancient um an old strip mine. Um sorts um that appears mostly abandoned. Um though it still has the one or two um one or two miners um at the moment. Um Including, you see a, a an old gnome approach you. Oh, ah, oh, Master Winnegast, I suppose to line it. These are the these are your uh, your help. Hey, yeah, um, is. Um, and Bo introduces you all to, uh, to this gnomish fellow, uh, Laison de Wheeler. Um, so, we were going through my quarry the other day, and we discovered 
a strange, strange bit of stonework. Then we went digging further and further, and we broke into what seemed to be a library from ages and ages ago. Which is strange because we've been using this strip man for centuries. Whatever's in there is real ancient. Library within a mine, possibly. Something like that. Um, right. So, um, are all your people done for the day? I would hate uh, for there to be some sort of cave-in while we were uh, exploring. I think I think we're we're just about swatted. Uh would have been nice to get a bit of a head start on stuff, but uh we got all we need for uh current orders. Just don't take too long in there. Alright? We will take the time we need, but uh, it should not be too long. Listen. Thinking it kindly, sir. When you're ready. Alright. Um, are you ready to go? Yes. Into mine. Of course. And Kari is already bundling up his coat <laughs> into his little backpack that he has. So the four of you Yeah. The four of you uh follow Caleb and and Beauregard into the mine. Um and can I get a marching order, please, for once once you settle into the mine itself? Conrad front. Conrad front. Full second. Beatrice at the back. Sevia mm -hmm. after fall. Harold in Sevia's arms. Sevia no. after fall. Uh, so Caleb will be there. Caleb will be behind Sevia. The bow will be between Caleb and Beatrice. And all right. So, um, so let us explore. Huh? So, um, can I get everyone? Uh, Roll me, uh, I guess, an investigation check. Four got a 16. Okay. Just a nine. I keep rolling. I've been rolling quite badly so far. This nine. Session. Yes. <laughs> nine. Ha ha ha. Beatrice, what's yours? Um, twenty-six. I'm so sorry, Darby. Thirty-one. All right. Um. So. Stevie is broken a little bit. So yeah. Um. Yeah. You you go through the library and um. 
or the, the remains of this library. And I think, CV, you're probably the first to spot it. Um, there is a strange, a strange statue um, made of what appears at some form of metal. Um, and it seems to be, it seems to have in its hands some sort of, uh, some sort of blade. And over its head, um, some sort of eyewear. The blade and eyewear seem to be separate from the actual statue itself. Well, hello there, friend. Aren't you an interesting piece of interior design? Let's be careful. Friends? I don't know. What do we got? A strange metal, separate sword and eyepiece. Is this familiar to anyone? Conrad, you're good with swords. Is Oh, um... He kind of like squints up, like, just like, covers this, this little brow with one of his hands and looks up. Uh, he probably wouldn't notice anything different, <laughs> I presume. Wobbly, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, it's a nice-looking blade, um, though Two. it's not really something you're particularly familiar with. It is good-looking blade. Do not notice anything of particular import of it. Hmm. Makes sense in some type of ruin, though, I suppose. Oh boy. Okay, let's start. Who thinks we should start looking around to see if there's any little rhymes written around that we need to follow? Oh yes, true. Or spirits to inhabit. Mm -hmm. Crystal doors for someone to shoot through when we're not looking. Ah uh, yes. It does Indeed. seem very strange that it's separate to the statue. Hmm. Potentially something to be claimed in case of emergency. You hear a, a finger snap. Um, and Caleb says, there, there are no magical traps, at least. Oh, though, though those, uh, the blade has some magic. Goggles definitely have magic. There's a lot of magic coming from those goggles. Worth retrieving. If I catch yeah. your drift? Yeah. Beatrice immediately flies up into the air towards the top of the statue. Okay. Coralie like, turns around and is like, ah. <sighs> and just kind of puts his hands on his hips and just like, just kind of like stabs his, like just put, taps his foot on the ground a bit and just like looks around like, okay, <laughs> this is what's happening now. Sevia reaches out and like pats him on the arm. Beatrice is just at first going to check for any physical traps. 
All right. Um, roll me an investigation check. 17. 17. Um, there do not appear to be any physical traps attached to this, uh, this, these goggles. I cannot find any traps. She calls down everyone else. All right, grab him. She grabs him. All right, nothing happens. You, you have the visor and the, the blade in your hand. All right. Floats down. Still you, Beatrice? Oh. Mm. Maybe a big question. Oh. No, I'm a good job. I am going to kill you. And she holds the blade above her head and, like, looks it fall. Conrad immediately points his rapier at her, like, drop it. <laughs> you will not. Beatrice just turns and looks at Conrad. I'm warning you. And then she looks at Savior and is like, wow, I'm a really good actress. And like, well, you were threatening fool. He asked whether I felt it strange. It's a valid question. Ah, yes. Of course. Good joke. They're funny. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yes. Jesus, right here again. Puts his hands back on his hips, just looks away like, ah, uh, yes, that was very funny. I got that. Yes. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> right. He's not met stamping his foot, but he would be. You're done bickering between yourselves over some sort of in-joke? Happens quite a lot, unfortunately. Yes, I'm sure we're done. Beatrice hands everything. Oh, it's, goes to sort of hand things towards Caleb. Okay. So. Let us uh, continue on. Um, and you walk a little further on and find yourself at uh, what is what appears to be um or appears as if it were the uh the main bulk of the library um there are uh, bookshelves along what remains of the walls here before it sort of transitions into um through bl- broken uh, floorboards into more of a chasm. Um, and you hear, um, sound in the distance down the cavern way. Right. Be alert. Are there creatures in here? There may be. It's impossible to know until we see one. Wonderful. Okay. Good call. Should be alert. So. What, um, 
books. Books. We have plenty of, uh, hopefully, some books here that actually have pages that are intact with ink in them, if we are lucky. Yes, we shall search. Um, so, everyone, roll me another investigation check. Beatrice isn't going to look with everyone else. What she's going to do is she's going to... How how tall would you say, like, the ceiling space is? Probably about 12 feet. Okay. She's going to pull out her, um, her bow and have an arrow knocked and she's going to... Whilst everybody's searching, she's going to keep a watch out for anything that might pop up okay. or pop out. Fair. Um, so, um, hmm. so in your case, then, roll me a section check. Seventeen. Again. Seventeen. Okay. Um. All right. So, um, we'll get back to you then. Um. Mm -hmm. So, Sevia, Fall, and Conrad, what did you roll for your uh investigations? Or Forgotten. is there something else that you want to do? Uh, Fall got an eleven, so I'm just going to say that Fall is like uh, following Sevi around and like mending anything that needs mending, whether it's like a broken floorboard or like a book that she wants to look at. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Conrad got a twenty-one. He is just—he is looking. The, the moment he's stepped into this library, he's kind of—he's um, been a bit irritable, obviously. <laughs> um, on this trip so far but he looks quite he's something sort of just like a, encompassed by the enormity of where he is and potentially the desperation of trying to find something so he is quite furtive as he's looking around and with increasing uh intensity of franticness i suppose like we're just looking through stuff so then like if you find something that's cute, has nothing readable in it he like has like everything's destroyed he just throws it throws the book um but yeah he is searching right. hopefully for something and he's just thinking um is there something here can help me find it help me find it um over and over and over and over again that's what he's doing. You go 21. All right. Um, Sevia also got a 21. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she, she would have been in a different way to Conrad, like just this moment of seeing this untapped font of potential. She, her eyes just went wide and she's gone into this zone where she is just like, yeah, just looking for anything that will that will help us because she is, because technically a 21 is a low roll for Sevia. Mm -hmm. I'm going to flavor it that like she is actively stopping herself from doing what she wants to do, which is a more broad 
like discovery of knowledge in general and she is forcing herself to keep on track and uh look for either things to help us with tiamat and arkin or things to help us get home so okay she and conrad may potentially look in similar areas but she is but she is not as focused on one particular topic as he is so she is probably in a in a slightly different area as we're going around and four would definitely notice that she barely seems to notice anyone else around her while she's doing this this is like when we were in the library in the amber temple and she is yep. very very focused all right so four is essentially just like trotting around after her like let me repair these floorboards by your feet um, and <laughs> like, as, as you do so fall you find yourself distracted at one point by yeah. uh these these uh, rags, almost, um, these bloody uh, white, white strips of fabric that almost look like unraveled uh, um, hand wraps that you would use in training. Do they look recent? It's hard to tell. It looks we- You wouldn't expect something like this to be intact if this has been here as long as you like as long as you have been led to believe that this place has been uh hidden for Mm, interesting yeah so i guess forward he would just like pick that up and look around and then try to look around to see if there's anything else like around it as well yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Um. So the the cloth are the cloth strips are quite uh, fairly thick uh, as you pick them up. Um. There's nothing much leading you uh towards any sort of explanation around them though. Um, Conrad, you stumble, uh, within the, uh, within this, uh, stuff upon a, uh, a tome that, uh, that is darkly bound, um, and... If you take it out of its shelf, um, it has a blood red ruby uh, embedded into the front cover. Connor is a little bit more like secretive when he pulls out to have a look at it. Um, mm. It's like studies it for a bit, and then he will open it up to have a little peek. Is it in common or? Uh, it is in common. Um, roll me so- an Arcana check okay, to understand so- any of it. He looks at it again and then just kind of like looks around again furtively and then just like like rose, roses up to have a look at it as he sort of leans against one of the little walls. Um, okay. That's a plus three. Um so that's a fifteen. Fifteen. Um You don't understand it greatly, especially not kind of skimming bits and pieces of it. Yeah. But you pick up that there's 
information in here on um, planar travel, uh, Shadowfell, um, mm. uh, Domains of Dread, um, those kinds of things. Um, Excellent. Seems, seems to be dedicated to uh, your best guess traveling through the mists of the Domains of Dread within the Shadowfell. Carter's like, good first step. Cannot quite cross, but this will be good. And he stows this away. Uh, Sevia. As sneakily as he can. You similarly find a book. Um, the 27 for slide of hand. <laughs> okay. Um, he sends it to another dimension. <laughs> so you find find a gold book um, with gilded pages uh, and a and a silver plated cover. Um, uh, it is about three inches thick, eight inches wide, twelve inches long, and is about three pounds in your hands. Um, and has a variety of gems uh, inlaid into the cover. Um, she goes to pull it out of the library shelf, how you normally pull a book out, and I assume it partially falls out, and she kind of like catches it against her chest. Says, Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. It looks to be in incredible um, condition, like more than you would expect. Oh, she opens it, see what's inside. Um, so as, as you open it, the strange thing you note is that there seems to be, as, as you kind of flick through it, it seems to be almost uh, infinite in its pages. Um, most of them empty, but some of them towards the front you mm. notice have uh, various um, arcane notes um, throughout it. Some of them you actually recognize as specific spells. Spellbook. Infinite. She looks over it for any kind of identifying, like a title or like a, this belongs to, like any kind of identifier. Uh, there is no title. No identifier of any sort of like no. who could have owned it? Nope. And it's part, at least part of it, from what she can tell, is laid out the way her spellbook is. Uh, yeah. In a similar fashion. Okay. Infinite spellbook. Hmm. Useful. Very useful. She. Flicks through it a little more, but 
as you said, it, it's difficult to like get through it since the pages just keep going and going and going. As quick as she can, tries to flip to the back page. Cannot. There are like as as you like flip. She holds open. Further, yeah, like she holds through. open the back cover and it just keeps going. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Okay. She um has a look around and she um I assume she's been like in one arm just picking up any books that have seemed interesting or like they could help. Uh and she sets them all down. And what are the colours of the gems in the front? Um uh, all kinds. Uh, the the central okay. one is blue, is a mm -hmm. sapphire, but there are also uh uh various uh purple, red and green gems inlaid throughout the cover as well. Okay. Caleb Yeah. Uh Master of the Arcane, of you, as you are, have you ever heard, seen an infinite spellbook before? Uh, only in theory. If not, well, uh... I think you'll find I found the practice, and she lifts up the back cover again and everyone would she's yelling across the room everyone would be able to see just the pages just cascade infinitely like like god's rolodex um <laughs> um and then she closes it beatrice watching out as you are um as all this is going on you hear something in the distance approaching and as the sound grows closer and closer, you um, you see um, a large red serpentine beast uh, with five heads uh, mounted by a familiar gothic spiky-shelled turtle. Um... Uh, and you we're hear... In... Oh, yeah. We are in trouble. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ah, uh, fucker. Excellent. Fast and See back. you next week, everyone. See you next Bye. week. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Toodles.